Hello, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to me reading stuff. This is Robin O'Neill. I'm an artist, and this is my podcast where I talk to you. I say some things, I ask some things, and then I read something that's meaningful to me. Today, I'm really excited about what I'm reading. Uh, I've read it on here before, and I'm excited for you guys to hear it again. There's been a lot of uh, new listeners and new communities, so I just wanted to make sure everybody heard this, because I feel like anybody tuning into the podcast will like this one. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for sharing this with a friend. And if you want to, go ahead and review it on, uh, you know, Apple Podcasts or Google Play or wherever the hell you listen to this. Only if you have nice things to say, though, because remember, I'm sensitive and so are you. So let's be kind to each other, please. All right. Anyway, I'm going to get started. I'm going to attach in some uh, thoughts I've had for the week and then we'll read and then I'll say goodbye. And sorry, I'm a day late. I just can't help it. I was busy finishing a drawing last night, and that's okay. We're okay with that. Okay, bye-bye. Okay, I just needed to uh, thank you guys for a specific something, and there are specific people. Okay, you may have heard the door knock. So anyway, back. Still still plumbing issues here. Um, You know, you guys, when you leave a comment somewhere about the podcast... Normally, it's on, you know, the main page of my Instagram under one of my posts, because that's my preferred method of communication with all of you, is that it makes me so happy when you, re- when you refer to something you heard on the podcast or what the podcast means to you or whatever it is, or if you send an email um, to me, those things mean more to me than I could ever explain, because... Um, Doing this is, uh, well, just being alive is difficult too, but doing this when life is really hitting me like it has been lately and when I'm sick and dealing with a million doctor's appointments and whatever it is, is actually a little bit hard hard for me to do, like to feel present enough to speak to you guys or read something or share or whatever it is. Um and sometimes I don't want to do it anymore because it, you know, it's, it's revealing and it's, um, people could take anything I say out of context and I sound like an insane person or people can judge and, you know, you get the bad comments sometimes and people rate this show, you know, zero stars or whatever. And it hurts because it is your life and, you know, you're just sharing it. But, but then all of that can be happening, and then I get one of those sweet comments from you guys, and I just got two in the last day about last week's episode about the plumbing and all of that, and it just thrilled me and made me so happy. It feels like what I imagine it feels to, you know... I don't even know what. What, what am I trying to imagine? Like, I almost said to have friends... <laughs> God, this thing with me and having no friends is really like a broken record right now. And I know I do have friends, but I don't know. I feel like I don't have friends at the same time. But okay, anyway, so I just wanted to thank those of you who have reached out in that way and leave little comments for me, letting me know you're listening. That's probably the most important thing to me. And and if I don't always respond, I try to, and then I get sidetracked or someone knocks on the door or whatever it is. And if I ever don't respond, I see them all and I love them all with all of my heart. And it just, I can't thank you guys enough. So that's my very, very sincere 
thank you for you guys listening and, um, you know, letting me know what you enjoy or what you relate to or sharing your stories uh, with me back, you know, about homeowner stuff or whatever it is. It's just like I... I've talked about this before, but I think when I started this podcast, without realizing it, what was really going on is that I was lonely, and um, I didn't recognize that I was lonely. I thought I had never been lonely before, but looking back, I was lonely, and I needed what you guys have ended up being, and a lot of you are my friends now, and a lot of you are a certain like version of a friend or an online friend or whatever, and... Um, yeah, I thought I was just, I don't know what I thought I was doing exactly. I mean, we would have to listen back. I'd, I'd hate to listen back to those episodes, but I don't know what I claimed. I knew that I wanted to share things with people who cared uh, about the written word and all of that. But I think really, truly, I was, I was in need of company. And so under the guise of keeping you all company, I was gaining company and gaining gaining friendships and um it it makes me emotional to think about all of this and I'd be crying if I weren't on Lexapro but I'm I I'm bawling my eyes out internally so anyway I love you guys very very much thank you the other main reason I just remembered this is like an hour later by the way hi um the other main reason was because I wanted to encourage people to buy books um, and, and in particular, books of poetry, and in particular, books of poetry by living poets. Um, they, are, they are the creative person who I think has the hardest time making money through what it is they do best, and it drives me crazy for them. I happen to know a lot of poets, and they, thank God, by the way, best people, best minds, and yeah, it's like... You know, people think that about visual artists, like, Ugh. you know, even one of these dudes who were, who's like, works for the city, what do you do for a living? And I was like, I'm an artist. He's like, well, you don't make money doing that, do you? And I was like, ah, I actually do. And he was like, you know, he, he, he couldn't, he wouldn't believe me, you know, like, well, what does your husband do? It was just, ah. anyway, this happens all the time. And I imagine it's even harder for poets when they tell people what they do and stuff, you know? It's like, how the hell do you make money doing that, girl? Uh, So the point is, is that the other, I remember, that was a big um, impetus in the beginning of the podcast, and still is. And in fact, I I keep hearing from people, uh, sometimes I get images, like photos, of people's stacks of books that they've, uh, you know, got bought as a result of listening to the podcast, books I've recommended and nothing makes me happier. Well, I keep saying nothing makes me happier than any of this, but that's another thing that makes me very happy. Because, you know, and also as an artist, it's a rare person who uh, gives their money in any way to people like us. You know what I mean? you got to be really appreciative of anybody who gives any shit about what any of us do. (laughs) It's so rare that people actually want to give us money and support what we are trying to do. So, I just think, you know, if I had, if I had tons of money, I would be, 
I don't know what, I don't know how I'd do this, like making, like getting, giving grants to people or just like basically saying, here's what I would love to do is find a good poet that I like and just being like, I will take care of your life for a year. I will pay all your bills. I want you to quit your job and I want you to just write. That's what I want to do. Um, that would be my dream. And I would love to do that for so many artists, particularly young artists, when you've got a lot of energy and those are the times that you can't get back. You know what I mean? Um, I think back and I got so lucky. I got this one grant that launched me into being able to do this for a living and, um, have been, you know, kind of creeping along ever since. But if I hadn't gotten that when I did, when I was young and still had even a slight amount of energy, I don't know, I, you know, I couldn't have done this. And so that, that, those like twenties and thirties, when you still have energy, I would love to give an artist that I believe in, you know, the amount of whatever it takes to keep them functioning so that they can just work. Not that everybody has to work. You guys know, I also have a big obsession with artists and writers and everybody who, um, works really regular jobs, like poets who work at the post office and, artists who work as accountants and all of that. I think that's the most fascinating kind. You guys know I'm like, I, th I think it's best when artists don't work within the art world. I don't know why. I, I can't describe why I feel that way. That's just how I feel. That's just, <laughs> that's just how I feel. That's my instinct. Um, anyway, so that was the other main thing. And I, and I mean, I don't get anything for it, but I want to thank everybody who has ever bought any of these books that I've recommended because that just keeps all of that flowing and any little bit helps. And I'm planning on once I'm, um, well, next year, I, I plan on really figuring out a way to partner up with some independent bookstores that I love and uh, really work with them in any way I can, helping, helping them sell books. Uh, and again, not, not for money for me, but just to help. And I have enough listenership to where that can actually, uh, I could actually, I can actually help. I, this is, this is actually something I can, um, I don't know, do as a service of some sort. So oh, I wish I did that more, you know, that, that would just take a little bit of foresight and I, and I haven't been as focused. I've had to just get through what I'm going through in the studio, but I'm going to set aside some time to really figure out a way to be a little more useful, if that makes sense. So there's that. I was just talking to myself in my head, not out loud, but not that there's anything wrong with talking out loud. And I was thinking, oh my God, I cannot believe I have to work all day again today. All I need is to sit on the couch and crochet and relax and watch Lifetime. And, but the way this happened in my head was if this was real life, I'd be sitting on the couch crocheting, watching Lifetime. I don't know why. It is real life. And real life is get your ass in your studio. Okay. So speaking of from last week, the whole writing letters thing. So I have a lot of stationery, a lot of cards. And it's so funny though, because most of the time when I purchase any sort of stationery of any kind, I... I am not getting things that are good for like normal people, if that makes sense. So everything I have is kind of bizarre in its own or beautiful. I don't know how to describe this, but long story short, I need to get something for a neighbor who's been extremely cool about all this plumbing situation because basically I now have to destroy their entire berry garden 
um, and take everything out uh, because there's also berry bushes growing into the pipes and all this stuff. So, um, so I'm looking, I'm trying to find just a thank you card and everything I have, like, I, I was just laughing when I was looking at this. Cause like one of the things said cornflakes on it and the other card said popular mechanics on it. It's like, uh, if this was an artist or a writer or something, like I could give that to them. But with these people, they'd be like, why is she giving us this car, this card that says cornflakes all over? I mean, I just don't have anything normal. And, and, and the, oh my God, this is driving me crazy. What's up, everybody? This is Dental Corner. All right. So you guys know I've been obsessing about talking about my teeth and my Invisalign and then telling you guys how you need to live your life. And it's all about, you know, you can't just brush because once you brush, then you got to floss. And then once you floss, you got to put in mouthwash because there's just food coming out nonstop. Well, all right. My teeth are getting slightly straighter already. I'm on five of 14. So I'm like a third of the way there approximately and um, of my Invisaligns. And starting this last week, now every time I floss, nothing comes out. Like uh, the brushing is just fine. I mean, it, it's completely fine. So all of you were probably thinking like, what is she talking about? When I floss, there's not food coming out. And then if I do mouthwash, there's certainly not any more food. Um, it turns out, I think it's, <laughs> I think it's just because I have very crowded teeth, which is what I'm taking care of um, so that I don't get any gum disease later on or whatever. So my apologies here in Dental Corner that I was wrong, you guys. I was wrong and I lied and I am very sorry. Basically, you guys are doing fine. Continue your own dental uh, dental I don't, scheduling. Whatever you do, you're doing great. And that's it. Also, I was just on a walk. Um, I had to go to the pharmacy and UPS. So I walked there because it wasn't raining. And um, it was so annoying because I wanted to talk to you guys while I was on the walk. I thought that would be fun, do a little walk and talk. We pretend like we're on a walk together. But I, you, so again, have you, I don't know. I'm talking to people who don't live in cities. Like if you're in the city, you're used to being around. Like there's always going to be other people walking around next to you or near you. And that, in that case, I wouldn't probably record a podcast. I mean, I might, but because there's like nobody around here and you're usually on your own when you take a walk, which I love so much, even though it's a little creepy sometimes, I'll be honest with you. Um, I will say I'm more scared of walking in this town than I was when I was in Beverly Hills or wherever, because, you know, at least there's a million people around in the city. And here there's just not like you are. I mean, there's sadly, there's so many areas that Damien tells me like, don't walk there alone. And we call them really horrible names like murder alley and stuff like that. Um, but I do walk there on my own. Sorry, Damien, if you're listening, I still, I walked it today. I walked down murder alley today and I loved every minute of it. (laughs) But anyway, um, Today, when I was trying to record for you guys, I was so excited. I had tons on my mind. I was feeling like verbally active enough because I've been really so tired that I just haven't had, and I've been so busy, I haven't had the energy to talk to you guys. But on the walk, I did. And, but there was this woman who somehow, no matter which side of the street I would cross over to, she would follow me. I mean, she wasn't following me. It was just a weird coincidence that everywhere she went with her dog, I, I was going. 
and we, I couldn't shake her. And the walk to the pharmacy is a good, you know, 15 minutes. And she was with me the whole way. And then I was like, all right, I shook her. So on the way back, not a problem. Well, nope, she appeared out of nowhere. She's going back the same way I came from. So I was with her. I mean, we might as well have just been hanging out the entire time. So I couldn't talk to you because it would feel weird. I'm going to be like, she'll, she'll be like, what is dental corner? What, who is she talking to about? Is this a, is this a like roving dentist on the phone here? What is going on? And so I just didn't do it. And it really kind of bummed me out. But anyway, that is dental corner. By the way, the cornflakes card and the popular mechanics card were um, actually from the James Castle house, FYI. Because, you know, he did a lot of, like, collaging or he would copy logos from different advertisements and stuff. So, anyway, shout out to James Castle and the James Castle house. Uh, I had so much fun going there last year. This sounds like an ad. (laughs) This is an ad for cornflakes and the James Castle house. Oh, my God. I have taken to keeping a box of Kleenex basically everywhere I could and might possibly sit or stand for more than, let's say, three minutes. I I have one on one side of the studio, one on the other side of the studio, one in the area I sit on on the couch when that happens, which is almost never anymore, which is killing me, one in the kitchen, one next to the bed, one about three feet from the bed in the bathroom, one in my yarn room. Um, That might be it. (laughs) But that's a lot of places to... And you should see me. The reason I'm telling you is I was just getting the book I wanted to read you from across the room and I couldn't find the other box, even though two feet away from where I was, there was another box, but I wanted the other, I wanted to make sure that other box was there. And I was going to use that one because I was walking towards that area and I didn't see it. Hashtag Kleenex.com babies. Okay. Another funny thing, lots of little annoyances today, like the woman um, walking next to me and being annoying to me even though she was just doing her thing. I should not be annoyed at that. That's really not good behavior on my brain's part. Like she has every right to walk around this town just like I do. We both have every right. She even has every right to keep following me around if she wants to. I mean, she's not doing anything, but it really annoyed me. So anyway, I was looking everywhere for this book and Boyer Garments Against Women, which I have read on this podcast several times. And I'm going to read the same thing again. When I do that, I'm not just being idiotic, by the way. That usually means I like it that much and I want to refer to it that much. Oh, let me put on my new 90s looking glasses. Oh my God, they're, they're pretty great. Anyway, um, I'm looking everywhere. I'm getting pissed. I'm realizing, oh my God, I'm going to talk to the people on the podcast today about how upset I am because this book is no longer in print, this original version of it. And I'm obsessed with every single ounce of it. I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. I have like, I don't know, four areas where my books of poetry exist. Maybe five. (laughs) As many as I have Kleenex box areas. And I couldn't find it. And when I'm really getting pissed is when I don't see it in my studio, which I have a kind of a coffee table full of a lot of go-to books. Ones that I refer to a lot, whether they're art books, poetry books, whatever. And... I'm about to have a fit, like knock over a stack of books or something. And it is right on the top of the center stack in the center of this table. And then then I laugh and I say, Robin, calm down. Bulldog. If anybody listened to the episode, most recent one with Damien, he calls me Bulldog all the time. Bulldog on Frasier. How Bulldog is constantly like pissed off. And then he realizes that there's nothing to be pissed off. So he very quickly turns like, what the fuck? Oh, here it is. Never mind. 
Um, so that's what I just did several times today. And I am not prepared. But anyway, Anne Boyer, Garments Against Women. This is from Asata Press. And you can look for it. I think there's another. I, I, I'll check and then I'll put a link in the description where you can find this book. But be on the lookout. Anytime you see this, buy it. I've given it as gifts. And it is, let's see, when was it published? 2015. She became pretty famous uh, as a writer after the publication of this book. And um, I am obsessed. I think this is one of the greatest books to come out in the last, I would say, 50 years, if not more. Um, there's so, I've, I've, I have notes on every single page. I am, in, I am actually in love with this book. I am madly in love with it. And I also told you guys, if you ever have the chance to see Ann Boyer um, read, you should do so. And she does a lot of readings. So, and I believe, oh, and she has a great newsletter. I'll, I'll link you guys in the description to everything you need to know about Ann Boyer. But she's a true, um, you know, she's like a, a god who walks among us, in my opinion. Now, I know that sounds crazy. That sounds a little like, Robin, can you please calm down with your hyperboles? But I mean, some people are just so gifted that it blows my mind and I don't understand how they exist. And she's one of them. And um, yeah, so that's it. And I've been referring to this, you know, I, I kind of quote it off and on, but this passage in Garments Against Women is called At Least Two Types of People. And I'm going to read it again. And I don't want to explain why. I think it's obvious why. All right. <clears throat> Let me clear my throat. Sorry, I'm still dealing with allergies, although you may hear in my voice, not as bad as I was earlier this week. Okay. There are at least two types of people. The, fir the first for whom the ordinary worldliness is easy. The regular social routines and material cares are nothing too external to them and easily absorbed. They are not alien from the creation and maintenance of the world, and the world does not treat them as alien. And also from them, the efforts towards the world and to them, the fulfillment of the world's moderate desires flow. They are effortless at eating, moving, arranging their arms as they sit or stand, being hired, being paid, cleaning up, spending, playing, mating. They are in ease and comfort. The world is for the world and for them. Then there are those over whom the events and opportunities of the everyday world wash over. There is rarely in this second type any easy kind of absorption. There is only a visible evidence of having been made of a different substance, one that repels. Also from them, it is almost impossible to give, the world, to, give to the world what it will welcome or reward. For how does this second type hold their arms? Across their chest? Behind their back? And how do they find food to eat and then prepare this food? And how do they receive a check or endorse it? And what also of the difficulties of love or being loved, its expansiveness, the way it is used for markets and indentured moods? And what is this second substance? And how does it come to have as one of its qualities the resistance of the world as it is? And also, what is the person made of the second substance? Is this a human or more or less than one? Where is the true impermeable community of the second human whose arms do not easily arrange themselves and for whom the salaries and weddings and garages do not come? These are perhaps not two sorts of persons, but two kinds of fortune. 
The first is soft and regular. The second is a baffled kind and magnetic only to the second substance and made itself out of different second substance and having at its end a second and almost blank-faced reward. God, it makes me so emotional. Uh, what is the, just like, and how does it come to have as one of its qualities the resistance of the world as it is? And I'm going to remind you guys, I've told you several times that my higher power is basically reality. And the reason is for that is because I am obviously the sex second type of person where everything is a bit more difficult. Like that, they are effortless at eating, moving, arranging their arms as they sit or stand, being hired, being paid, cleaning up, spending, playing, mating. They are in ease and comfort. Um, sorry, God, my nose. Where are my? Where is my Kleenex box? You guys, I've lost, I've lost my mind and my Kleenex box. Um, yeah, it's just... Very emotional for me because, and I've said this before, like my dad is one of these where life is easy. He's type one. And it's hard to find those, especially if you're in this world of the arts. Like most of us are <laughs> version two. And, you know, no matter how old you get, you're just like, I'm baffled by how people, like, how do you keep up with a clean house? How do you get a check in the mail and just go deposit it? You know, I mean, how do you just go to a party? You know, like, how do you just go hang out with a friend and and then go to the store and then run errands and come home and enjoy yourself with your food and watch a TV show and go to bed? How do you go to bed? How do you go to bed and wake up at the same time? How do you wake up to an alarm clock and it's just fine with you? And how do you work out in the mornings every day? How do you do it? Everything is a fucking ordeal over here for me, you know? Even at my best, even when I'm doing my best, which I'm kind of doing my best lately. I mean, I'm in a lot of pain right now. I'm a little bit annoyed with some shit, but I'm, did you hear my stomach growling? That's because I haven't stopped to eat food. I haven't eaten lunch. What's that about? A normal person would just go make themselves some food. Call it a day. There you go. You ate your lunch. All right. Nice. I like that about you. Anyway, I'm just going to let this sit. I'm just going to I'm just going to turn this off and actually sit with this. It's it's actually upsetting me. I I don't know. Sometimes I can read this piece and feel seen, and I do. I do, I still feel seen. You know, all those good feelings you get from reading something that you relate to and you understand and you're glad it was written. Um and other times I'm reading it and I get I get kind of overtaken by the otherness that I feel, you know? And that's how I'm feeling right now. And I'm feeling a lot of it from, you know, I'm feeling a lot of it about other people that I care about too. I don't know. <sighs> anyway. You guys, that's going to be it for today. I hope you enjoyed what I've talked about. I love hearing from you guys. Again, massive thanks to everybody who communicates with me in whatever way they do. I wish my job was to just talk to you guys back and forth via email, via Instagram, via whatever. I just wish that could happen. Or if I could like, uh, just like, I don't know, summon you all to my picnic table or like get one of you at a time on the, on the picnic table to just hang out when I take a break or something. 
There's no ideal in life, but that would be my ideal. And again, that's a nice fa- that's a nice fantasy. I do live in my fantasies, just so you know. And I'm pretending to be hanging out with you guys on picnic tables all the time. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You guys are the best. I'm not going to do much but say goodbye. I hope you have a great weekend. And I love you. Okay, goodbye.